0: what's up guys welcome back to another episode of grace's space we are here today with our special guest at I'm a b weaver the arkansas the arkansas stan of the gymternet
1: that is my title and i'm very proud of it
0: <laughs> so it's your first time on the podcast so we got to get to know your gymnastics opinions so first are you more of an elite fan or an ncaa fan
1: I would say more of an NCAA fan for sure.
0: And then, who is your favorite team? We already know that it's Arkansas. And who's is, your favorite yes. gymnast of all time?
1: Favorite gymnast of all time has to be Jordan Weaver, of course. Yep. The queen. No surprises here. I
0: mean, I could never tell those answers from looking at your profile. I know. I'm I'm
1: an enigma for sure.
0: Yeah, wow, you're a little bit mysterious. So today, it's it's almost Christmas, guys. We are five days away from Christmas. So we've got the festive Pop-Tart today. The iced gingerbread Pop-Tart. This one is in stores right now. I saw it at Target the other day.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that it has a festive little design on it. Right, they went That crazy. is adorable.
0: They went crazy with this one for Christmas. They've got, like, they went um on the frosting there are up to nine designs different designs oh my gosh yeah this one there's on um, this picture we're looking at there's a gingerbread who's wearing shades there's one with a penguin like it's crazy
1: I want the penguin that would be like my ultimate goal I would open every pop-tart just to see if I got a penguin
0: Exactly. Yeah, actually you get it <laughs> So yeah, honestly, I love gingerbread-flavored things. I actually just had a gingerbread-flavored milkshake, and it was amazing.
1: Oh, interesting. I'll say I'm not a huge gingerbread fan, but honestly, like, for the design, I would still probably buy them.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's probably not, like, super heavy on, like, the ginger spice. I'm guessing it's more of, like, a lighter ginger flavor, and they're going
1: more for the cinnamon. Um, I would say so especially since they're like aiming for kids and ginger can be kind of a strong flavor for the little ones
0: yeah kids are normally not big gingerbread fans but the inside of this it's like white so I'm not entirely sure if like the inside is gingerbread flavored or if the inside is more of like an ice like the
1: frosting
0: frosting flavor and the outside is where the ginger flavor is
1: See, if that's what it is, I think I'd be more inclined to try it.
0: I feel like that could be good. Like you have a more like less sweet, but more spicy, like not spicy as in hot, but like spicy as in like spices outside and then the sweetness on the inside. And it kind of looks like it's a little bit creamy. I feel like that would be good.
1: I think it'd be some good contrast as well with like the spice and then the sweet of the frosting. I think that I could get behind that.
0: Like I'm kind of tempted because I do need to go to Target later today. I'm kind of tempted to get them. But the problem is, I say this all the time, they need to have like sampler boxes or like sell individuals for Pop-Tarts because no one else in my family is a gingerbread fan, but I'm not going to eat 12 of
1: these. I completely agree. Honestly, they came out with the Ego waffle uh, Pop-Tarts a while back and I wanted to try them. But I didn't want a full box and I found a sampler size of them, like two of them at a truck stop. So I tried them and I'm so glad I didn't buy a full box. They're not that good. <laughs>
0: We actually did a podcast on those a while ago. Um, that was episode of Kyla's Aminar. but so you can go watch that. But neither of us had tried it, so it's great to see someone who has tried it. And I'm
1: yes, yeah. It it's like it smells very strongly of like waffle, but then you bite into it, and it's just kind of lackluster, mm. like five out of ten, maybe.
0: Understandable. You can never live up to a waffle. I feel like. I think the
1: only thing that comes close is Waffle Crisp, like the cereal.
0: Yeah. It's just too good of a food to to live up to in a flavor. You can't capture that without the, the real, like, carbiness of a waffle.
1: So true. So true.
0: All right. So let's get into it. We've got the Arkansas preview today. And this is a team that's been very kind of inconsistent a little controversial you never really know what to expect from them but we're gonna try and predict
1: yes yes so I kind of have have been thinking about this season as like part of like the overall story of Arkansas Gymnastics because the 2021 season was obviously very big for the gym backs you know they came out of the gate almost beating LSU and in my personal opinion, if they had been at Arkansas rather than at LSU, they probably would have, but beside the point. Uh, and then they beat Georgia at home for the first time. They were in the United States for the very first time. They had a very, very big year. And unfortunately, they lost Bailey Lovett for the postseason and didn't make it to nationals. But. Basically, they kind of gotten off to this really amazing start. And then 2022 is shaping up to be just a continuation of that, just kind of bringing up the momentum a little bit further. You know, both Maggie O'Hara and Sarah Shaper were coming back for sixth years. We had this amazing senior class of Bailey Lovett and Amanda Ellswick, Savannah Panizzi, Abby Johnson, Kennedy Cambrick, and a stellar class of freshmen as well, including Leah Smith, who was the 2021 Nasia Lukin Cup champion, who switched her commitment to Arkansas at the very last minute and made me over overjoyed um but a lot happened that year and the stars really just did not quite align you know Frankie Price is one of those really exciting freshmen and she actually came into Arkansas with an injury and was expected to be out for the season which she was Texas, Sarah Schaefer and Maggie
0: Texas Street yeah. moment there
1: yeah RIP uh Kim Zemeskel still mad at you never will forgive um Sarah Schaefer and Maggie O'Hara were both injured to an extent and were somewhat limited on how much they were able to contribute so that was a little bit disappointing as well and poor cammy weaver tore her acl in her very first collegiate faults heartbreaking and the team just got hit super hard by covid um especially in that first little bit of the season you know we had several key contributors out their first and second meets and they actually ended up canceling their lsu meet because of covid protocols And it really limited the amount of quality practice they were able to get, especially in that first part of the season. But we did see a light, like at the end of the tunnel, you know, they had that quad meet at Denver where they actually were first. So they beat Denver, OSU and Nebraska. And I'm referring to Oregon State as that OSU since there's too many OSUs sometimes. Um, And they came sixth at SECs, which was better than they had done the year before not the best they've ever done not the best they could do but overall still a pretty good job and ended up upsetting asu to make it to the sweet 16 which was very exciting and i think that was like we saw like a glimmer of the potential that that team had but we're like limited to that year which was like exciting that we saw it but sad that we saw it like at the end of the season where it was a little bit you know too little too late so Hopefully 2023 is going to be a chance for them to really kind of pick off where they left and in 2022 with that, you know, little glimmer of potential, hope that they're going to be able to take that and kind of rise to the next occasion. So I'm very excited about this year. Yeah,
0: We definitely are losing a decent amount of seniors and losing their two, six years, which is definitely a hit, but they do mm-hmm. have some good freshmen and then gaining back Frankie Price, gaining back Kami Weaver. And then I don't know if something was going on with Leah Smith last season, but it just didn't seem like she was living up to her full potential. So hopefully we can get a little bit more out of her and see more of kind of the Nasia Lucan Cup type performance from her too.
1: Yeah, I will just say like just from being around the program a little bit more this season, I feel like Leah is so much more comfortable and confident this year. Um, I think that there was a lot of pressure put on her in her freshman year to kind of live up to that reputation as the Nazi Cup champion. And everyone was so excited that she was coming to Arkansas and kind of expected her to be like this, you know, superstar right off the top. And I think that was just a lot of pressure. And I think this year she's settling into just, you know, doing her gymnastics the best that she can. And like, I think the main thing that I've noticed is just like her floor routine this year. She is so much more comfortable out there. Like I noticed a lot during her floor routine last year, like obviously she was doing great. She was having a good time, but but, like there was definitely some stress there and like at the preview meet that we had this past weekend she was smiling showing it off just like absolutely having the time of her life so I'm really excited for her this year
0: yeah that's definitely understandable the high school to college transition is definitely it hits some people a lot harder than others and I can Mm -hmm. imagine a lot even harder for her just because her commitment change was so last minute she's like imagining or like thinking of her college experience one way and then suddenly having to switch that would definitely take a hit on you
1: absolutely and you know she was one of those athletes who was held back from competing that first meet because of COVID protocol so I don't know if she actually had COVID or not but being you know restricted in that way at the very beginning of her freshman season probably definitely had an impact on the rest of it not to mention like in her personal life her mom was battling cancer during the season so that might have been just weighing on her really heavily oh
0: gosh I didn't know that yeah that's a lot of stress to carry as a freshman. yeah for sure for sure So let's talk about kind of what routines we're losing, and then we can go into what the freshmen have.
1: Yeah, so um, it is sad this year because we are losing some significant routines. Um, One who comes to mind immediately is Maggie O'Hara and Sarah Schaefer. Uh, Maggie did multiple bar routines that were worthy of 10s, and I'm still mad about the Bud Walton meet last year where she didn't get a 10, but she should have, but it's fine um but obviously we're gonna be missing both of them on bars um sarah was a beautiful bar worker was a mainstay in that lineup we'll be missing sarah on vault as well she did her incredible Yurchenko half that never got the 995 it deserved again not bitter at all clearly have moved on and you know both of them made appearances in the beam lineup as well and sarah was very big on the floor lineup too so definitely missing them a lot this year um They've definitely left some big gaps. But I do think that our newcomers, both our freshmen and our grad transfer, are more than capable of stepping into those shoes. Um, and then going into the true seniors that we lost last year, um, Amanda Elliswick did a beautiful Yurchenko full and that she got great scores on just about every time she competed. She was also an absolute rock on Beam and was just an amazing anchor. So it is a, really going to be sad having the Beam lineup without her. Um, Savannah Panisi was a very strong leadoff performer on vault and floor and she was just a very dependable athlete like whenever they needed her to step in she was there and she was ready so it's it's sad to have a lineup without her and also we just missing like moral support from Abby Johnston Abby was a transfer from Nebraska her junior year so that would be the uh, 2021 season and came in and was a huge contributor and was really amazing and unfortunately didn't get to compete very much last year but she was a huge presence on the sidelines and just like making sure her teammates were where they needed to be, had what they needed to compete. So it'll definitely be disappointing missing her. But like I said, I'm really, really excited about our newcomers. Um, Obviously, like we are keeping uh, Bailey Lovett and Kennedy Hambrick, who are two just absolute stars for Arkansas, have been since the moment they got on campus. And of course, I feel like we've buried the lead a little bit here, but We have grad transfer Nora Flatley from UCLA. And I know that some UCLA fans were a little bit disappointed that she decided to come over to Arkansas for her fifth year. And as a UCLA fan myself, I can't say like there wasn't like a little bit of like torn emotions of like, oh no, but because she is such like a UCLA athlete and she's one of the reasons I love UCLA so much. But my emotions were much more joy for her coming to Arkansas.
0: For me, I was just happy. If it couldn't be UCLA, at least it wasn't Florida.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. They definitely got, I mean, there was that period where it was just like every big athlete was just like Florida, Florida, Florida. And don't I was wrong. so I,
0: scared. I was so scared.
1: Uh, I, I definitely was like, oh, but I want, I want Arkansas so badly. I want it so badly. And so I
0: slide right into that anchor spot on beam. No problem. I, absolutely lead off for vault she has a nice full Mm -hmm. and even later be good too but it's also a good one to start with because she's very reliable there and she's so
1: consistent absolutely and I think something that's really great about Nora is that she does have so much experience that she's able to give to the team and I think that she's really slid into a leadership role already and I think having a natural leader Oh, absolutely. And, you know, having the experience of being in a different conference, and obviously we have uh, Bailey and Kennedy who are outstanding leaders themselves and who have been in the SEC for the last four years. But I think having that perspective from someone who's been in a different conference is helpful as well. Someone who has had a little bit of a different experience and is able to kind of lend that and help guide, especially the freshmen who are just coming into this. And I, I think she's done a great job both as an athlete and as a person just kind of joining Arkansas as a program.
0: So, yeah, she'll easily be in the all around. I don't see any
1: world in which she's not. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, And I would just like to say that I know you guys threw a little bit of shade at her floor routine in the I'm UCLA podcast say have to say. but I would just like to say you guys have only seen a snippet of it I've seen the whole thing I've seen the whole thing and I love it obviously okay. I'm incredibly biased when it comes to all things Nora Flatley and Arkansas I know that however I've seen the full thing and I really like it so everyone's entitled to their opinion but just wait of the
0: doubt because I know that Nora can make anything work
1: and I would just like to say also like I'm really really excited for everyone to see the full floor routines because Jackie Turpak who's come in this year as a volunteer assistant coach uh, she's done all the choreography this year and I think she's done a really amazing job on everyone's routine
0: choreographer then yes okay yes okay so I I didn't want new a choreographer for Arkansas
1: Yes, so. yes. So Jackie came in and did all the routines this year and all the girls love their routines. The parents love their routines as well. So I'm really excited for the gym to see them because I know that Arkansas has gotten some shade for their choreography in the past. Yeah, um, that
0: does give me some hope that they brought in someone new because last year I was disappointed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I think She's done a really good job of. First of all, she just graduated uh, from Temple this past year, and she had done choreography with Temple as well as at uh, Prestige Gymnastics, which is her club club gym. I and I'm a yes. Every gymnast that comes out of there is gorgeous. Absolutely, absolutely, and she definitely has some of that magic. So she's definitely brought it over, and she's I think done a really good job of working with the gymnasts and collaborating with them and making sure they feel comfortable and confident in their routines while also, you know, stretching them and not being afraid to take them out of their comfort zone a little bit. And we can talk more about that when we get to like really going into floor, but just wanted to hype up Jackie Turpak because she deserves it.
0: Okay. Yeah. That is definitely good to know because I've just wanted them to have new choreography so bad. So that, that get that makes me a little excited. I'm excited. Yes.
1: I, you should be excited. Trust me. So there so, other
0: freshmen.
1: Yes. Um. So I think one freshman I'm really excited about is Callie Sweeney. Um. We saw her on, I believe, I say I believe, I have notes right here. I could check them. We saw her on every event. And so I'm really excited about that. I don't know if she'll compete all around, but she definitely is a good option for depth and she did a full on vault at the preview she's seems to be their new leadoff on bars um she did lead off at the preview she also did lead off at their november inner squad and she's a great performer she and i say performer like for sure she definitely performs she i think just loves to be out there and has a great time with her team showing off her skills um, I'm very excited about her beam mount. She actually uh, mounts with a handstand up onto the beam into a front walkover. So it's going to give me anxiety every time she does it, but I've never seen her miss it. So I think we're going to be okay.
0: I love any gymnast who does a handstand mount, a fun mount. You know, I just, I'm tired of the same, like, three mounts that I just, oh, I'm going to get on the beam. Oh. Like, no, let's let's bring some let's bring some excitement here. Let's bring some variety.
1: We're in NCAA. Let's have some fun. Let's mix it up. I know we love the candle mount, but we can do other things besides the candle mount. (laughs) Exactly. So Callie's one I'm really excited about. Um, I'm also really excited about Lauren Williams. She is a local gymnast. She came from Rogers, Arkansas, which is about 30 minutes from Fayetteville. So she had a big cheering section at the preview meet, which was really fun and exciting. And we saw her on everything but bars and she also is a really great performer um she has a really fun floor routine and Jackie actually said that um you know the first thing Lauren said when she came in was that she couldn't dance so like just don't even try but she comes alive during that floor routine there's a lot of fun audience interaction with clapping um and I'm really hoping we're gonna get to see Chris Brooks try and do the warm with her during season that is like my goal my dream so that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> very fun. Very fun. We also have Reese Drotar. Um, she has been dealing with a little bit of a minor injury recently. And so she showed bars at the preview meet. She did peel um, off the bar, but, you know, got right back on, finished, did a great job. And Chris pointed out, you know, she dealing with an injury. So it's not like expected, but it is understandable. So that is what happened, but yeah, I'm
0: looking at the roster right now, and it says she's five eight. That is she's crazy. very
1: tall, <laughs> and it's it's hilarious though because Sarah Schaefer was five nine, and I'm like, oh, I love this. We're continuing the legacy of tall gymnasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take one out, one needs to come back in. Absolutely, and it's funny um, because like everyone else on this team is short.
1: <laughs> oh, she towers. She towers over, and I'm five too. So like she towers over me, and it's it's hilarious but I'm
0: an airborne girl. So I do tend to like airborne gymnasts. Mm-hmm. I, they tend to have good bars work. So hopefully once this
1: injury. Yeah. Is, she is, up, she has beautiful lines. And I think a lot of potential, I think the main thing now is just that, you know, she did one routine and then obviously didn't exactly go to plan, but you know, she's still very capable of doing great routines. And if the coaches are going to put her up, it's because they're confident in her ability.
0: Yeah. I've, do hope we see her eventually because i hope so i i love an airborne girly with great lines on bars <laughs> i have a
1: type very fair Let's see so we have
0: and then you want to go over the red shirt freshman too
1: sure so frankie price uh is from texas dreams and she is just a powerhouse Um, she we saw her on vault and floor uh during the previews, which was awesome to see because she was something that I was really excited about last season. And I was really disappointed to learn that she was gonna be out with the whole season with an injury. And she has a beautiful full on vault. Um, she flares it out before she lands. It's gorgeous. I think it's gonna score really, really well. And her and Leah Smith are two that I'm really excited about their vaults because they just are so beautiful. And yeah, just very excited to see her out there. Her floor routine is probably my favorite. It's super fun. Um, her and Jackie kind of incorporated some hip hop influences. Oh, there's a lot of 90s hip hop going on, which is very fun. Um, and there is a part in the part for audience participation, um, where you have to yell her nickname, which is Frank Dog. So very fun. The goal is to get the whole student section saying it by the end of the season.
0: I don't think that'll be a hard thing to
1: do i don't think so either and she is a proud representing member of double layout university she has a beautiful double layout as her first pass right now so i'm really really excited to see that she has a lot of power and i'm very excited i know i've said excited a million times but i i can't help it because i really am just so excited yeah and then um uh, then Cammie Weaver is also a retro freshman. And so she, I like guess I said, tore her ACL in her very first vault last season, which was heartbreaking. And we saw her on bars and beam and she did a beautiful job on both of them. She has really great lines on bars, which is awesome to see. And her beam routine is very, very solid. And I do know she's training vaults. So I think the goal or hope is for her to hopefully get in there a little bit later in the season but I think right now you know she did fully tear her ACL in January so it is important to pace that let the comeback come as it does and not try to rush things because we don't want anyone to you know miss another season with an injury
0: yeah definitely better to take it slow on those
1: absolutely
0: so yeah it seems like they have a pretty good amount of depth this year, actually.
1: I'm so excited about that because that is definitely something that they've struggled with. I think especially last season because they got bit by the injury bug. They were hit hard by COVID. It was very very difficult for them to put up six athletes every on every event. Yeah, it was like
0: it was a struggle last year.
1: Oh, for and- sure, like. We saw a lot of the same lineups every week last year, not necessarily because that's the lineup the coaches were most confident in, but because those are the girls who were able to compete. (laughs) And I mean, this year it was really exciting. We saw every athlete on the roster could did at least one routine at the preview meet, which it was huge. It was absolutely a testament to the gymnasts and their hard work, as well as the coaches and their strength conditioning staff, their uh, medical rehab staff. And their trainers because that is a difficult thing to do to have every athlete routine ready but they are and that was amazing and one thing i do want to point out is vault which has historically been a weaker event for the gym they actually had 10 people do vaults at their november inner squad which is the most depth they've had since jordan got there
0: and what do they have any
1: 10.0s so right so kennedy does a one and a half um i think at the november inner squad she did a full um i know in the past she has done like the full the first few weeks and then she'll upgrade to the one and a half when she's a little bit more comfortable in season and so might see a similar thing this time around um, mackie Sedlacek has an absolutely gorgeous one and a half she's really trying to get the landing so at the preview meet she did a over-rotated full so they put in an extra mat and specifically told the audience, like, okay, she's gonna try and over-rotate this and bounce way out of it. And then manager Claire Rogers like caught her. It was amazing. So that is definitely um Lauren Rogers has a one and a half and did a pretty good job at the preview meet. I know that more people are training one and a half. So I think Cami, Kimmie definitely did a one and a half last season. I don't know if she's going to do one this season because of the ACL.
0: Uh, but hope she doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she's done one in the past, and I know that Chris is kind of their main vault coach over on that. And she, he's mentioned that, you know, for those who are working to upgrade to one and a half, so they have to keep working towards that because when you're competing against teams like Florida, Alabama, Oklahoma, who could if they wanted to put up six start values only having you know one or two at the end of your lineup just isn't going to cut it no matter how good your fulls are and every full I would say looks better this season than it did last season so that's great but it's you know again
0: something that's going to hold them back
1: especially in the SEC exactly so that's something that they talked about across every event is having usable depth because the whole point of having depth is that you can take an athlete out and rest them for a week and you can play around with your lineups and see what's going to work best when you get into those late meets in the, at the end of the season. But if, you know, you can't ever take out your nine nine athlete because the only person you have to put in is going to get a nine, seven, five, then what's the point of having depth. Right.
0: But yeah, it looks like the team, from what you're saying, you're actually giving me some hope about this team because <laughs> I'll be honest last year kind of made me a little bit of a hater I was pretty skeptical of the coaching and what's going on there just because it was a team with a lot of potential and it did not turn out well at all but yeah what you're saying it seems like things are looking up for them this year and that everyone seems to be a lot healthier so yeah. you are giving me some help I'm gonna be honest
1: glad to hear it. And and I think it's very fair to, you know, be a little bit skeptical after last season because as I said, it didn't go as planned. It was supposed to be a really big year and things just didn't work out. And uh, a lot of that was a combination of bad luck, you know, poorly timed injuries, COVID and, you know, navigating that as best as anyone could. But I think this year they're in a much better place. Everyone I think is feeling a lot better this year. And I'm very, very hopeful that it's going to be a really good season for them.
0: Yeah, they definitely have something to prove and I hope that they can.
1: Yeah. And I think that they know that they have something to prove. Like, I think that a lot of people, especially who were there last year, I think especially Bailey and Kennedy kind of know that the whole reason they're back is because they had more to give, you know, and I think it was disappointing for Maggie and Sarah, who felt the same way after the 2021 season and then kind of had a rough time in 2022, they have to leave on that note. And I think both Bailey and Kennedy knew that they didn't want that. So they're definitely doing everything they can to make sure that everyone knows that Arkansas Gymnastics is a great program and that they have a lot of talent and they can live up to that potential.
0: Yeah, I definitely would love to see it.
1: (laughs) You and me both.
0: What are your kind of expectations? Like, what do you think is their potential at conference
1: regionals? I would say conference, it's, I mean, the SEC is such a competitive conference. It has been, and it's only getting more and more competitive, especially as we're getting those elite level recruits coming in and all concentrating at the same schools. (laughs) But I would say I really do expect them to get back to the night session this year. Um, I can't say too much more beyond that. You know, I don't want to make any expectations that they can't live up to. Not that I don't think that they can, but
0: yeah, the conference, I know that. The postseason is always hard to predict because it can always go any which way. And especially
1: these conferences are so close. Exactly. The SEC is just so competitive. And I mean, Mizzou had such a breakout season last year that they're hard to count out now, which is especially we have Helen Hu back and healthy over there and they have a really great class of freshmen coming in. So it's like, yes, there are so many concentrated powers that have been powers for so long in the SEC, but now we have other teams coming up that can't be counted out either. You know, Auburn's coming up, we can't count them out. Mizzou's coming up, we can't count them out. So it's really tricky to predict. But I I really do think that this team has the potential to get back to that night session. I know that they want to get back to the night session. I know it's their goal, so... I definitely think that they can do that if they're able to live up to their potential, which again, they seem on track to do. And I think definitely they'll make it to the Sweet 16 again. I would expect, it's so hard to predict and I don't want to say expect, but I hope that they are able to qualify to nationals because I really do think that the teams they've had in the past they've come really close in the past and i feel like this team is capable of getting there but it's also so hard because like you know i've just been in my arkansas bubble for a while i haven't seen so much of what the other teams are doing and how they're looking so it's hard to make that kind of prediction but i really think that they have the talent to do it um i but expect if they made it to nationals, I, I don't think they would make it to four on the floor, unfortunately, at this point. I would love it if they did. I, I would be absolutely insufferable if they did. But I think with the talent that's out there right now, with yeah,
0: not quite realistic, at the with most. the
1: Florida's, the Oklahoma's, the Utah's, the everyone who's out there right now. Again, I would love it and I would never shut up about it ever. But realistically, I would hope that they would make it to Nationals. I would hope they would have kind of like a Minnesota-esque season, like Minnesota did last year, where they had a great season, it did well at conference championships, um, made it to Nationals, had a good last day of competition at the end of the season on a good note. I think that is what I'm – that's probably my hope slash expectation at this point.
0: Yeah, I can kind of see them having a, a 2021 – or 2022 Minnesota-esque trajectory assuming they all stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, regionals, I feel like I don't think they'll get a top eight seed, but I can see them being a possible upset if everything goes to plan.
1: Yeah, I would I would expect them to probably come in as an upset. Um, right now they're ranked 15th, I believe. And so I definitely see them moving up that because I think that people haven't seen the potential that they have. And so I think that they're going to move up pretty shortly, but I would I would expect them to be probably 10 through 12 would be where I'd expect them to be at that point of the season. And so I but I think they probably could. I think they're the kind of team that if another top team had a bad day, they would come in and swoop in. They would be the Mizzou to LSU last year.
0: Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> so what would you say – I'm gonna say you can't pick any of the graduate students. Who besides them, who are your top three fantasy picks for this team?
1: Ooh, oh gosh, it's really difficult. The
0: the three graduates are obvious, so no Bailey, yes Kennedy, no Nora. Everyone's already taken those.
1: Um, I would definitely put Leah Smith up there. I think she's really rock solid, and she's again, I think she's looking so much better. Um, I. We did not see her on beam at the preview meet, but still on all the other events, I think she's really, really solid. And like I said, I think she just looks a lot more comfortable and confident this year. And so I think she has a lot of potential. Let's see. I think for a good all-arounder, I think I would really put in Callie Sweeney, who's a freshman.
0: Oh, um, that's spicy.
1: I know. It's exciting, but... She again has come out with just a lot of confidence. Like when she's out there competing, you would never know she's a freshman. Like she absolutely owns everything that she's doing and looks really comfortable and confident out there. And I'm just very excited about her. So I think, and again, we've seen her on all four events. She seems to be the new leadoff on bars, and so definitely the coaches have a lot of confidence in her. So I would I would go for her as well. And see, it's difficult. There's so many people I wanna pick. That's the trouble. Let's see. Um, I think I think after that I would probably go for uh Calixa Gamiao, who is a sophomore this year. She uh showed on Everything But Bars and her Lele series of on Beam is just what dreams are made of. Um, it does like make my heart race every time I see it, but I still love it every time so I would go for her um her floor re- routine also is super super fun it's there's car participation in that one as well which is very exciting and her tumbling is really nice as well as her vaults she did a really good vault or a really good full um, at the preview meet so yeah I feel like there there I've got all my bases covered I have an all-arounder I have everything but beam but then I have a good beamer so those, were good.
0: Are, those are good picks. Those were good strategic three picks. I like that. Thank you.
1: Try, try to be well rounded, you know?
0: Yeah. All right. So I'll ask you the final question. I know you're waiting for it. Which gymnast would you unretire if you could only choose one and it can't be your favorite gymnast?
1: Oh, from like any and span ever, of anything? Ever. Hmm. Oh, that's tricky. I mean, I feel like one that I always think about is uh, Lori Hernandez, just because like her last little bit, just like, it didn't go the way that it was supposed to go, you know, like she got injured at nationals and I just like felt like if she had come back a little bit earlier, like I felt like she could have really challenged for it. And I'm really happy with where she's at now. She's obviously vibing and thriving. But, like, there was just, like, that little video she posted where it was, like, she, like, was by a beam and looked like she was going to mount it and then did it. And, I like, my heart just broke a little bit. And I was like, "Oh, Lori, I just miss you so much.
0: Yeah, like, I feel bad because, like, that comeback, it was pretty anticlimactic. And yeah. it's just kind of, like, rough to, like, be all excited about a comeback. And then it ends, like, that. It feels very unfinished.
1: Precisely. Um, really quick, I just want to say I didn't... I mentioned Jamie Pratt as one of the freshmen, oh. which is like a huge mistake on my part, um because she has absolutely stunning lines on bars and probably the most gorgeous hack I've ever seen in my life. So definitely keep your eyes on her. She's a showstopper. She's a star. She's coming.
0: Yeah, good. We didn't forget.
1: Yes, I was looking at my notes for bars, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Jamie! She's amazing. Can't can't forget her."
0: <laughs> yes. You had some very good insight. I'm very happy with all that you've shared with us. You made me a lot more excited for Arkansas than I thought I would ever be. So I'm props, glad to hear it. To you Because I was, I was drinking a little bit of the Hater aid last year. I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I am um, insufferably positive about Arkansas at all times. I'm always looking for the silver lining for their program, but it wasn't very hard to look this time around because they just look really really good and I'm really really excited for their first meet against Nebraska so
0: yep that'll be a good one to watch I'm excited to see them now see the new choreography they brought in hoping we got something better than what they had last year and then what a lot of the teams are putting out this year so far
1: I again I know that I'm incredibly biased (laughs) I make no mistakes about that I'm incredibly biased but it all looks pretty good to me and it's you definitely tell all the gymnasts are having fun and enjoying themselves which I feel like always makes me have a lot more fun when I'm watching them
0: yeah I'm excited I'm gonna keep an eye out for them I'll definitely watch their first meet because like now I'm like I gotta see I gotta see is it is it real is it true
1: is it true I you gotta see and I will just say they were amazing so
0: all right well make sure to subscribe to the podcast, follow, like, leave a five-star rating, turn on post notifications. Um, thank you for 2,500 downloads. We reached that like last week, I think. Kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I have a good Christmas. This will probably be the last episode before Christmas. So make sure to eat your gingerbread Pop-Tarts, snickerdoodle your doodle Pop-Tarts, build a gingerbread house out of the gingerbread Pop-Tarts. They've been advertising to do that. Um, so I think you should definitely do that. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye.